Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Beautiful humans, I am here. Dan's here. Hello. And we go by Livia now? <laughs> yes, I do. No Olivia Summerlin. No. Well, I mean, you know, that's who I am, so that's my name. But, uh, you know, Olivia, I was working with a new group of people, and it just sort of, we thought I should have a new a new name, kind of rebranding thing, and it's I my two it. nicknames, Liv and Via, kind of put them together and Ooh. make it all caps, make it look like Roman numerals, and call it a day. <laughs> Livia's here. <laughs> all right. Yeah, long story short. (laughs) Short story long. Turn her mic down just a tiny, tiny smidge. But it's an honor to have you here. You were... you were hanging out with us in New York. We hung out briefly at the Grammy yeah. Radio Room. But the first time we met was years ago when you had Parachute Out. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, difference between Olivia Summerlin releasing Parachute and the Olivia who sits here today. Mm-hmm. Well, same person. But, you know, I think I'm always um, going to be hopefully evolving my um, sound. And as I work with different writers and producers and different people in general, hopefully evolving um, for the better. So I think, uh, you know, what happened was I was touring under the name Olivia Summerlin. I was releasing music under the name Olivia Summerlin. And then I took a little bit of a break from that and really took um, like a fair amount of time to. You lived? Yeah. No, actually, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I took a break from touring so that I could go back into the studio and just create a whole other sound. And also I was in college. I just graduated last year um, from oh, wow. UC Berkeley. So um, that was a bit of a, you know, the hiatus from actually being like out there and touring and performing. So in that time, like I said, it worked with new people and the sound sort of changed a bit. I think just to sort of create that departure and really start not completely fresh, but um, just to have something a little different. We just thought a name change might be fun to switch it up what is this new sound representative of like what does it represent in your life well for me my uh motivation is always to have an empowering message out there and whether a song starts out like as as a sad concept i want there to always be some sort of positive or uplifting thread um because that's my goal is to empower people um in general so i think with this new style of music it's almost achieving that goal a little bit better and I'm sort of taking that more to heart in terms of uh, what the music is like and not just that that's my message so I think as the you know my entire persona now is really taking ownership of that whereas in the past I was younger and I just was really starting out and um, I think I had that intention but I don't think it was coming through as much as it it should have been so what was that moment where you realize you know what my message, my focus should be empowerment. <laughs> well, like I say, I, I always had that in mind, but I think I just sort of realized that as it was, I wasn't embodying that as much as I could be. And so it, you know, it comes from being in this industry a, a long while and having different people sort of with their different ideas of what you should be. You it's know? hard. Exactly. And so I think I just realized, you know what, I'm going to maybe take more ownership of what, you know, my life. Like I said, finish school. I was an economics major. Like really go for that cool. and make that a part of my my persona rather than something completely separate that I felt like was dragging it down. And I actually just cre- like really recently actually had this the most amazing opportunity to perform on Wall Street at the New York Stock Exchange at this event called Girls Take Wall Street. Oh, so yeah, it was like, amazing. And it was because of, you know, actually being upfront about like, this is me. I'm actually a student too. And, and, and putting more of my life in the focus as well. People want genuine 
right? Yeah. People want real. Is that a true, I don't want to say trend because I feel like <laughs> using the word trend to describe something real, honesty and purity and what is real, yeah, yeah, makes it almost fabricated in a certain no, way. No, no, but I know what you mean. But, I mean, have you seen more people choose to live their authentic selves? I think so, definitely. I'm sure you guys have too. Um, I mean, I know what you mean about the word trend, but it's true. I think maybe it's coming back in to fashion now to be authentically yourself. I think maybe things were a bit more contrived um, in general in the world. And I think what's great is everything is so accepting now. And so it is a lot more about what makes you unique than what makes you, you know, fit in. So you knew within yourself that empowerment was going to be your message. You wanted that to be like your motivation behind music. But executives, management, these people were holding you back? No, I wouldn't say anybody was really holding me back per se. Like I've been really lucky to always work with really amazing people. It was maybe more of just so many different ideas and me being really eager to please that it wasn't like it's anybody's fault, you know, that I, if I wasn't genuine at a certain point, it was more just me sort of realizing, you know what? I have the ability to do what I want to do and and people will support that if I'm if I make a strong statement about it. So it wasn't like somebody being like, no, you can't be you. That's bad. Be this, you know, so much. It was maybe more just me being like super eager and, and super excited and, and knew uh, that I wanted to please. I totally get it. You know it. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it was not nobody's Dude. fault. It's more just, you know, how it is sometimes. I remember when you were pushing parachute and you were you were thrown into a lot of stuff. There yeah. was, and there was a lot of high powered executives, a lot of fancy celebrities, a lot of cool people around you. Yeah, well, because I wrote the song with Nick Jonas. Yeah. And who's amazing. I love their whole family. And I'm like, I am I've always been the biggest Jonas fan. So the fact that they're <laughs> back right now is like making my life. <laughs> like I just walk around like singing their songs all the time. <laughs> so it's great. But um, so writing with Nick was incredible. I mean, that was a dream come true. He's so talented. But there was a lot of buzz and a lot of yeah. people around you, uh, a lot of pushing and pulling and maybe in different creative directions. It, it's cool that you chose to go back. Did you take off of school for parachute or did you just halt high school? What was that? Yeah, so I graduated high school and um, sort of at the same time as I was going to be starting UC Berkeley, uh, I also had the opportunity to start touring and I was opening for for bands at the time. And so it was that decision like, okay, am I just going to, am I going to go to school? Am I going to do this one summer tour and then go to school or do I pursue this more fully? And I just realized, okay, you know what? I talked to the school at the economics department at UC Berkeley and they were really, really accepting of what I was had going on, which is amazing. So I ended up doing a lot of my, as they call breadth requirements. So like literature and science and everything that's like economics. Yeah. Everything that's not econ, I kind of did remotely and submitted my work. And then I squeezed all my econ classes into one year. So that was last year. And so Whoa. finally done. Whoa. <laughs> so did your parents have to bribe the school to get you in? <laughs> I can't believe that. Like, that story has been insane. But no, <laughs> luckily not. <laughs> no, I actually had to take the SAT, unfortunately. What'd you get? <laughs> Do you want to know, really? Yeah. 2,200? Because it was back Whoa. then, it was 24 out of 24. Wow. So, that's great. Didn't they switch it to 1,600 now? I th- mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because I have friends with, like, younger siblings. Wow. So yeah. you're a real smart cookie. I try. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Well, I, I just say that I looked up your old interview. You were on our show June 30th, 2014, promoting crazy. Parachute. Crazy. It's like forever ago. Yeah. yeah. Wow, like six years, years ago. Yeah, yeah. June, June, you said? June 30th, 2014, so five years ago. Oh, five yeah. years. 
Yeah, I can't do math. You're the economic person. Math is so funny. Such a different thing. Like mental math, I'm still not good at. But the little things you can't do. <laughs> the little things, no. Like you, you know, adding up tips at restaurants, I'm still that still stresses me out. You you refuse <laughs> to look at numbers unless they're in the millions and trillions. <laughs> right. As, you know anything financial? No. Well, I, only uh, bring me 15 digits. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, like, we're so spoiled. We have like calculators. We have Google. We don't need to know anything anymore. Well, I mean, right now our economy's in, in, in quite a different position, right? Yes. There's a lot going on in the world. You look at something like this cheating scandal, and a couple things oh come God, to crazy. light. Obviously, people being able to finagle the college admissions process, yeah. but also the disparity of wealth between those at the top and those underneath. Half a million dollars being spent on two kids to get into college is an astronomical amount of money. It's unbelievable. There's families, mine being one of them, that might never even see that ever exactly. in their entire life. So, yeah. Question. San Francisco is quite the hotbed. That is where you're from. Yes, it is. It's just outside the city, but, you know, technically. Innovation comes out of the state of California. Yes. A lot of innovation comes out of San Francisco, Cupertino, Silicon Valley, whatever the heck. Andrew Yang is one of the people who's running out of that area. He's running for a universal basic income. You have studied economics. Universal basic income, giving everybody in the country a thousand bucks. Can we do this? You know, I'm glad that you said can, too, because can versus should is always such an interesting distinction. All the time. I think, obviously, a should, yes. You know, that seems like a no-brainer. And San Francisco, especially, as it's becoming more of, like you said, a hotbed for that innovation. And Silicon Valley, in general, the prices are rising so much. I mean, even around school at UC Berkeley, like, the discrepancy between, like, the quality of these apartments and how much they can charge is insane. So I think just the fact that just the base level of, of you know, the amount of money you need to live in the area now has changed so much that it's almost necessary to have that base universal income. So I think obviously that's something that we should do. At least to me, it's obvious, but it's, a, I mean, it's a matter of can allocating to the taxes to this, you know, this new um, part of, of what we need to, I mean, I don't know. It's, I get it. It's it's hard because you have to, it, the money has to come from somewhere else. And so it's just a matter of will people accept to do, to do that? Will they choose to got, uh, get behind it? We got to tax the people who are creating technology that will take people's jobs away. Right. And, and not even take their jobs away, but just increase the cost of living in a place where it historically wasn't yeah. that high. So... There's a lot of changes happening. Zach Sang Show. Hey, I'm so sorry to do this. Quick ad. A lot of people, by the way, come up to me and they're like, Zach, you look so uninterested when you do the ASU reads. I am interested. I'm very passionate about proper education, which ASU provides. I just got to read all this stuff, so I'm not looking at camera and I get distracted. So, I'm going to tell you something. If you're considering going back to school, ask yourself the following questions. Do you need flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University could be the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 150 highly ranked degree programs. 100% online, you'll earn that same degree as you would on campus from wherever you are. It's really flexible. You can do it all on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. For more information, text Zach to 35517. Put that right there. That is Zach to 35517. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. See? 
I am passionate about this. This is real stuff here, guys. It's a great option when it comes to education and schooling. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU online degree programs, you can text Zach to 35517. That is Z-A-C-H to 35517. Zach Sancho. Well, you, I don't know. It's very rare that I, I come in contact with talk the about e- this. economic <laughs> major. I don't know. What were what, what did you want to do with that degree? Oh, um, you know, originally I thought maybe I would get a business degree. I mean, the music industry is a business. And so mm. I want to get, um, you know, my master's one day, get an MBA. But, uh, you know, so then I, th- I thought maybe I'll start with an econ degree because it's a really great base to have for an MBA rather than getting a business degree and then getting an MBA as well. It's like maybe a little redundant. I know some people do it. Um, if I had been in school and not doing music at the same time, I would have probably done a double major of like econ and history because I love history cool. as well. But econ is just so great because it's, you know, such a combination of arts and science and you have, it's analytical, but it's also a lot of papers and I just love writing papers. Like I'm so nerdy about what? that. Like even now I will help my friends like who are taking classes that I used to take and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'll send you my paper. I'll read yours. Like let me proofread for you because I miss it. <laughs> Did you say ew? Yeah. That's my <laughs> torture. Oh, what? No, but like one of my fi- like proudest moments is when they used one of my like in-class essays as like the example essay. Like I still like camp like that's like the height of excellence to me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. What, what was the essay on? Um, it was about the European Union, like the steps that God, I'm boring you. No, I thought okay. Was- <laughs> Are we talking Brexit in this essay? No, actually, well, it's about the it's the sort of precursor to Brexit of all the reasons why the European Union. Um, came into being and the steps that it took, you know, as a customs union, a single market to the you know European Union having a single currency and why the European Union is not necessarily well suited to being the single currency area, whereas like the the U.S. and all our different states really are for all these different reasons, but, not to, you know. But I'm wondering, what is the biggest reason? Is it well, geographical? It, yeah, part of it is geographical. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly. There's like three main reasons why we have such a, we're as the United States, we're way better suited to having a single currency. But I think one of the reasons was there was like different, I think it's called transfer factors, whereas like there's the way that different technologies were set up originally, like all throughout Europe were different. And so having to make that change is, is, would cost a lot of money or something like that. Uh, I can't, you're, you know, this was like a, over a year ago now. But anyway, send it me was your essay. super, yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I will, read if it. you're interested. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so interesting because history to me is like a story. And so when you combine yeah. econ and history, it's so interesting because you can see the reasons why we are where we are today. The, Learning about the Great Depression versus the Great Recession, I took a whole class on that, which is super interesting. FDR, man. Yep. The Great New Deal. <laughs> bring me the Green Deal or bring me death. <laughs> Well, I really hope I'm not boring you. Well, gosh, I've gone no. on like such a long academic tangent. I, this is not what I'm sure what the, you wanted to talk about. I, to be honest with you, all I do is talk music, so I could talk. Okay, no, this is great, and I like diversifying. My brain <laughs> enjoys it, and I do. I love this type of conversation. Ooh, can I, I send you my paper on cryptocurrencies too? Yes. <laughs> okay, that was a really fun one. If I have another friend sit me down and go, dude, we got to invest in these cryptocurrencies. <laughs> oh, good. Then you'll like my paper. Okay. I I understand blockchain. I understand crypto. What I think it's going to be used for is government uses. I think crypto has a future when it comes to allocating things for like Medicare and food stamps. Yeah. This idea that we can track money and every one of its destinations and we can guarantee it going from one place to another yes. without it being used for any sort of illegal purposes. 
I see a huge future. Yeah, in it could that. be so secure, and I'm so glad you mentioned that too, because a large part of the paper that I wrote was about the fact that it would really only work if it had intense government regulation, mm. because otherwise, it's. Just, I mean, they call it like cryptocurrency. What is it? Bitcoin mining. Yes. Otherwise, it's literally like when we were on the gold standard, and it's like, oh, we discovered a new gold mine, so now everything else is worth way less, you know, and that's crazy. So we needed to have fiat money, like our, you know, the cash, the cash exactly, which is regulated. We're not on the gold standard anymore. So Bitcoin almost like if it's unregulated, well, I don't know if I agree with this, but anyway, the paper that I wrote was based on the fact that it's like going back to like gold, gold, which which (laughs) makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Even down to the terminology. As long as it's not exactly to call it mining. But but, I see, I don't, I don't know if there's as much value in a Bitcoin. I mean, under I understand the monetary value currently associated with it, but I think it's the blockchain technology yes. that we're going to be able to utilize quite often to make everything in terms of finances more accountable. No, I think you're right. I think that's what's like mostly valuable about it. But if you uh, had a Bitcoin, like <laughs> I'm sure Dan did not. I've never felt dumber in my life. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> going on the nerdiest tangent ever, but I'm having a lot of fun. So thank you for indulging me. I thank you for having a different conversation with me. That's so funny. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm just, just learning, really listening. And, Honestly, like, don't let's not talk about Harry Potter because then it will get like way nerdier. Like, just no. My, my stepmom's in town, and she begged me to take her to the <gasps> Harry Potter Universal? world. Yeah, but you won't. No, we will. I won't. Okay. Yeah, I, it is better in Florida. I mean, like, since we're is. talking about it, yeah, you've yeah. been. Yeah, it's definitely oh better gosh. in Florida. I, know, I love it so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. I went to the one in Florida, and then I, I almost vomited after <laughs> one of the rides, and then a bird <laughs> pooped in my eye while I was riding a roller coaster, so I got poop in my eye, and it ruined the rest of my day. <gasps> That's horrible. Well, that would ruin no? any day, yeah. Oh, it was terrible. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, hey. I went in, like, the summer, and I was wearing my full, like, robes, sweater, like, <laughs> uniform skirt, like, you're, you're one of those? socks, scarf. Tie Hogwarts you know. elite. Yes, and I was like, everyone's gonna be dressed up. It's fine. Like, it's not gonna be weird. Nope. <laughs> there were like two other people the whole two days I was there that were dressed up, and that was it. But it was fine. I cried four times <laughs> because of happiness. Oh yeah, okay. it's in heaven. <laughs> what school are you in? Is that the name what of the house? House Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Yeah. Of course. Do you guys have houses? No, I'm alone in this one. Uh, I mean, so we we can be econ nerds together, but not like wizards. I feel like I did get sorted years ago, yeah. and they put me in like maybe Hufflepuff or oh, something. Hufflepuffs are the best. I mean, not as great as Gryffindor. Gryffindor is like the elite. Okay. Well, just because Harry, Ron, and Hermione are in Gryffindor, you know. It's a great group of people to associate with. (laughs) Anyway, I was just throwing out other reasons why I'm a nerd, but, Are are you this passionate about music? Oh, yes. I know we just gone on tangents, you know. I'm not going to lie. I had to make her think on the the life stuff, you know. (laughs) You really had to go back to your filing cabinet. Well, I know, because it was so funny because you were like, did you take a break to go live a life? And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) I took a break to, you know, finish school, which I guess is living a life in a way, rounding things out. But to really like develop, like you said, just to continue to develop. I love writing so much. And I just think the more you write, the more people that you work with, the more informed you are about what is really your own you know, personal style. Yeah. So I just loved having a chance to do that a bit more. And it's all a continual process, you know, even like, you know, not to delve too much into music that's not released yet, but mm-hmm. uh, the song that I'm considering uh, releasing next is really different than the last one, but it still all has that thread of what I always want to put out there is that empowering message. And I think what more we talked about as well is really being yourself and standing up for you. What part of yourself is in Damn? So Damn is so interesting because I think that song, so many people can relate to it because it's 
it's sort of, well, you know, it's a breakup song. So it's wish we could start over, but we can't. Mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like really relatable whether you're considering, you know, breaking up with somebody or whether you've just gone through a breakup. Um, and to me, it has hope. To me, it's a song that comes from a place of strength because that last line in the chorus, which we yeah. could start over, but, but we can't. It's you're acknowledging the fact that this is the right decision for you. And there's a line in the pre-chorus or the, the verse that's, I won't stick around until there's nothing left. It's like you're making the conscious decision. You know this ship is going down and you want to you know, take a different route. And even though it's really hard, you're making, you know, the decisions right for both of you. So I think a lot of times I'll see tweets or, you know, people will tell me that, you know, oh gosh, this song like depresses me so much, like, you know, all this. And I totally can see it that way. But for me, I always think of it more as a, a coming from a place of hope. But what's so great about the song is it's so versatile. Like however yeah. you want to process but this art. really common situation. Exactly. Are you writing these records by yourself? No, I co-wrote um, that song. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to either, I either write or co-write. Everyone. Yeah. Did How did this one start? Did you experience something or did you just go into the room clean slate? Well, actually, this song came to me, it was really interesting. It came to me from a couple of great writers that had um, like the, the part of the song already completed. And I, uh, you know, we went in together and we revised it to kind of have more of the storyline that I was just telling yeah. you about. So that it would be something, because we loved the bare, like the, the bare bones of the basics of the, of the song. I just wanted to make it something that I could relate to conceptually a bit more. Yeah. So we added that, you know, we, we changed the lyrics up a lot and really created something entirely different out of what the, you know, basic original song really was. So it was really cool to kind of have that revision process, whereas usually I'm not starting songs that way. It's just that in this case, somebody brought the song to me and it was like, it was, a, it was a cool, it's like writing a paper. It's like revising something rather than just starting fresh. It's like a, it's collaboration, yeah. but it's a different, it's a cool version of collaboration. But, you know, Parachute, which you mentioned before, which I wrote with Nick, was, um, you know, a concept that I had, we started that song fresh in the room, but it was, you know, I threw out a few concepts and that's the one that he gravitated towards. But I'm really like a concept writer. If I'm starting a song in the room, like I normally would, like Dan was a bit of an exception, but generally I'll come into a session and I'll like list off a few concepts that I have in my little list on my phone, you know, and then whatever, I'm pretty flexible. So whatever the producer's feeling that day, whatever they want to go with, we'll just go with one of those. So that's what happened with Parachute. What's the deal with Catch, my bo- uh, catch a Body? Yeah. So Catch a Body is actually really funny because we, that sort of happened by accident. We we were writing the song and the way that these producers rock mafia um who are amazing they work with so many people heard of um, them of course mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> they're a big deal they're a big deal but so the way that they work is really fun um they and they're perfectionists just like me so it's really great <laughs> great match um but so they like to work with they have a, like at least a, you know a bare bones part of a track going and then everybody will kind of take a turn going into the booth and just getting straight on the mic and just humming mumbling singing anything that they think of and then splicing all those parts together um, so it's really fun because you oh. end up being able to take the best of everyone's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, takes and, and then putting them together in a way that it's like a collage almost of all the best parts. So uh, somebody, you know, in their take said, hold a body, hold a body. And somebody else misheard and thought that she had said, catch a body. So he and I were writing all these lyrics to catch a body. And then all of a sudden it's like, where did catch a body come from? And he's like, didn't you say that? You know, so it was a mishearing situation, Uh. but it turned into something really cool. And then I'm really visual. So I always love to think of what the video will be. So 
pretty much right off the bat, I'm thinking, you know, the song is ketchup, hold a body, ketchup body, you know, you look so good, it's killing me. So, of course, I'm thinking James Bond, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like, <laughs> let's do a spy play on words kind of thing. So, we really did it. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the video, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's super cool. And I got to, like, learn all the stage fighting for it, get, like, completely <laughs> bruised all over. It was insane. Dude. <laughs> That's a production. It was a production. It was like a mini two-minute movie. Three-minute, you know? Is there pressure when you need to perform and you know it's really expensive to do this shoot? Um, As far as like the video shoots? Yeah, but even well, Rock Mafia. That's a, that's a hard session to get. Quavo. Well, no, I know. That was amazing. Quavo came after the fact. Come on. Um, but Rock Mafia's amazing. By that time, we had already known each other for a while and had been working for a while, so that was like... You know, we were comfortable with each other, but the first few Rock Mafia sessions, <laughs> oh gosh, I was nervous. <laughs> yeah, or like some of my, two of my best friends are like writers, producers at Rock Mafia now. And we are like, we are, we call ourselves Harry, Ron and Hermione. Like we're nerdy. Okay. But we're like best, best friends. But I remember in the beginning working with them being like, I just hope one day like we can be friends. They're so cool. <laughs> so that's so embarrassing, but it's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, there's pressure. I mean, obviously... Like, videos are crazy, and you have, like, one day, we shot it at this really cool club in downtown L.A., which is, like, it used to be a bank vault. Oh, but I've been there. It's you have. Sick. Oh, I just threw a ring. Oh. oh, gosh, I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> Thank you. It is a real, I went to a Halloween party there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's very cool. When? Like, what year? Thank uh, you. I think there was one two years in a row. Oh, okay. I, I didn't, I didn't go this last year, but I think they held it at the same place. Is it place. cool? Because I've only went for the, the shoot. I oh, never have, like, when, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sick. Okay. Because it's big, like, right? It's huge. Yeah, well, there's that huge, like, round bank vault door, and, like, it's just yes. all these little... Do you remember, like, the animal cameos on the wall, like, the coins? I, it's a really cool place. In the vault? I feel like they turned that into an Instagram yeah, installation, to be honest maybe. with you. Oh, I don't know. They really hipstered it up. Oh, okay. Well, I, I I haven't been since we shot it, but, you know, like, the club has to open. We're, like, trying to finish all of our shots, because we filmed it, obviously, all day long, and then the club opens at night. So, <laughs> that was a little stressful, because the, the fighting, like, it's really me doing the fight scene. No stunt so, doubles? Well, we had a stunt double who was, like, teaching me how to, to do everything. We had, like, two days of training, but I really was adamant and probably really annoying, because I <laughs> wanted to be doing it. You know, like, that's the fun part. So, I think oh. that was probably, you know, I probably, I think I annoy people a little bit with my, you know, like, cause I'm so hands on. I get that. You know, I don't know, especially with videos. Cause I have a really strong idea of what I want the visual to be. I think that's where I'm the least, I'm the most inflexible. I think when it comes to music videos, but at the end of the day, it's you. So yeah. So, I don't know, even the video we had for Damn, like, I was, it's always so ambitious, that's the thing, I can't just, like, make it relax, I'm like, for Damn, let's do this whole thing where it's, like, a breakup story, but in reverse, so it's, like, filmed, and then we speed it, and we put it in reverse, and it starts with the breakup, and it ends with them meeting for the first time, but... It's surfing. So the waves will be crashing in reverse. And my friend has a surfing dog, so let's get the dog in there. And, you know, it's just like, (laughs) he's great. He's the star of the show. It's amazing. But, you know, so it can't just be like, let me stand in front of a wall and, like, mouth this song. You know, I can't just keep it simple. Too basic. (laughs) Wow. Well, these two videos are complete opposite from each other, aren't they? They are. But the common thread is that they're both, like, mini movies. Like, this is like a, you know romantic like you know Nicholas Sparks movie basically they're always by the water those Nicholas there's always like North Carolina or something but this is like Malibu is amazing beautiful Catch a Body was like darker and grittier mm-hmm. but they're both cinematic how'd you get Quavo Who, who's like Quavo's right rock mafia you know they're amazing <laughs> rock mafia so they were working with somebody who was working with Quavo at the time and uh, at the time that we wrote Catch a Body and so we had left room for a, a feature we didn't write a bridge we were like maybe we'll get a feature in an ideal world we can get Quavo but like that's crazy but why not try so they send it to you know his people they played it for him who sent it to Quavo and he literally like sent back the verse like so 
fast. It was crazy. And so I remember we were like, we opened up the file just like, what is this going to be? What is it? What did he do? You know? And if you listen to the song, like his part has like a few different sections. So like as it would change, he goes into the more melodic part. Like I just remember so clearly the whole room just being like, oh, this is amazing. You know? <laughs> so you could tell he really liked it, which was so, such an honor because yeah. his part is so good. Oh my gosh. Dude, it's not just like another one of his features. No, no. He didn't phone it in. It was incredible. <laughs> so no notes for Quavo. No. Oh my gosh. No, like I, we couldn't believe how great it was. Oh, we did a Spanish version where we had Prince Royce on it as well. Oh, is so, that out? I didn't see yes, that one. I don't, it is. That? Yeah, no, it was great. Um, I like Prince Royce. Oh, he's great. Oh my gosh. And that was again, like the translation that he did and like the little, the changes he made were amazing as well. Look at you with these really cool features. Yeah, no, they've been, I've been super lucky. Are you signed to a record label? I am now, actually. I wasn't when we first met, but um, over the summer, I um, signed with 12 Tone. Congrats. Which, thank you. So that's Doug Morris and Steve Bartles created a new label. Um, oh just, my gosh. You know, this past year. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really exciting. I was Look- one of their first few, um, you know, artists. So that was a, a big honor. Thrive, my friend. Yes, I'm so excited. Are we still talking to Rev Kev? Oh, of course. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, we mentioned the Jonas Brothers earlier on anyway. So I love their whole family. He's amazing. That's Kevin Jonas Sr., the Jonas Brothers' oh, dad. Okay. Rev Kev. Heard of him? <laughs> of course. Yeah, Rev Kev. Yeah. He, he, He's great. I talk to him, them like every day. <laughs> he was a reverend. Is he still one? No. Okay. Yeah, that's like not a title that sticks to you forever, right? Like you give uh, that up at a certain point? I don't know how that works. Like, is he still always... I mean, he probably is still always a holy guy. But you I'm know always what I mean? like, whenever I have a question, I'm just like, what do I do? I guess I'm just going to ask Kevin. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's just so wise that, it, you know, it's just, we had that. It's like, I'm like, I feel like another one of his kids. You know, he always says that. He's like, he says, daughter of, you're a daughter of the heart. That's so beautiful. That's a nice phrase. Yeah. <laughs> my mom barely calls me a, a son by blood. <laughs> Gosh. I got to upgrade my parents. I know. That's so funny. How no, are you doing? the best. You went to Nick Jonas's wedding, speaking I of that. I did. Oh, I know. Yeah, I love uh, them so much. My my invitation was lost in the mail. Oh, it was? So. Oh, such a shame. It happens. It happens <laughs> to the best of them. Well, yeah, it was like, um, you know, four days long or so. A few days. In, 17 in, days. <laughs> well, I only went to the one, you know, in uh, Jodhpur. So at the palace, you know, that was, it was amazing. I was just talking oh, to somebody about so this, the um, Sangeet performance, probably one of the highlights uh, where you probably saw pictures of that, like everybody dancing and everything. It was, yeah. you know, the, the tradition where the bride's side of the family and the groom's side of the family put on surprise shows for each other. Um, and it was so much fun. Like, and then you're supposed to, they're supposed to, someone's supposed to win, but like that, you know, everybody's was amazing. It was super, super fun to be a part of, to learn all like the Bollywood dances, try my best at that. It's <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> it was really fun, but it was intimate. You know, it was a really intimate thing, which was great because since it was so many days, you know, you really got to know everybody really well by the end of it, which was so fun. And to be away somewhere completely different, I'd never been to India before, you know, and to experience that culture. One of my favorite parts, too, was it's a traditional Indian wedding. I'd never... Yeah, what'd you wear? Did you have to, like, wear something special? Yes. So they made that really easy, too. But, you know, we we had the most amazing outfits. Langas and saris are what cool. the girls wear. Um, I wish I could wear that. Like, literally everybody, I kid you not, was saying... I just wish we could wear these all the time. Like, they're so fun. It was so comfortable. Okay, so do do they send you, like, a how-to-dress guide, (laughs) or do they just send you clothes to your hotel when you get there? No, no, they helped, you know, I mean, there was a lot of information about, because there's, you know, so much different, many different traditional um, aspects to the wedding as well. So, 
you know, they, you, they, you had to know what you were getting into. Of course. So, so did you get your own sorry or yeah, did yeah. they give you no, one? No, no, no. They, you know, I got my own stuff. They kind of tell you like, this is what each event is. And no. Do you give a <laughs> gift? Get a gift? Yeah. You know, so. It's a destination wedding. It's always up in the air. I know. That's the thing. Um, my, you know, my mom's a furniture designer, so we kind of have a really easy way to give well, people gifts. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of just like, I will give you furniture. Like, that's sort of just our backup for everything. So that's that, sort of our, our go-to gift giving. Yeah, I'm inviting <laughs> you to my wedding just for that. I know, for the furniture right now, right? Because wow. it's really her, but it's like me by extension. And I'm just like, yeah, it's me too. <laughs> it's my gift as so, well. <laughs> what, what piece of furniture did you send them? Um, No, we, I mean, I a don't credenza? know. A credenza? <laughs> <laughs> a patio set? You know that I don't even know what because I, it's it's her company. I'm not even actually sure if they, oh. you know, have arranged something yet. But uh, you know, my my mom's done a lot of work with with them in the past. So cool. Yeah, got it. I see it. I yeah. feel it. It's pretty <laughs> so cool. Funny. Are I'm, you still working with the Jonas's at all? Well, we're good friends. You know, I'm good friends with their family, and I'm the biggest fan ever, as we've, you know, already established. <laughs> their new song is incredible. Like, let's yes. just. Oh, right? suckers. Un- smash it. Can yeah. we talk about, because you know I love music videos. Their music video. Flawless. Is like the coolest thing I've ever seen, my, pretty much. My dad brought it up to me this morning. He was like, <laughs> I've never seen three individuals age better. It's the truth. <laughs> so funny. Like, they're so handsome. But and then their younger brother too, Frankie. Even outside of appearance, like the way they've matured in their music uh, yes, and their yes. presentation, it's still nostalgic. It's old school Jonas, but it's so right for now. No, exactly. Oh. That's amazing. I mean, no, it's so true. You really put it perfectly. The fact that they maintain their essence, but they still grew with the times. And I think that's what everybody should really hope for and aspire to. And they're just doing it perfectly. The video visually just crazy. And the fact that the girls were in it, the J sisters, Mm -hmm. is amazing. But, um, you know, long story short, like I'm still, you know, their dad is, you know, one of my closest, um, you know, people in my life, too, that I speak to all the time. And so we're always we're always going to be working together in some capacity. Hopefully, uh, you know more officially, you know, in the future. Again, I would love to work with them. You know how, like, with Parachute, it was great to work with them. I couldn't think more highly of them as people, as artists, as writers, you know, producers, everything. Dude, she's (laughs) in the inner sanctum. She got an invite to the wedding. She went to India. Yeah. How long was that flight? Oh, long, long, long. Yes. That was a long flight. You fly first class? It was like, yes. It was like 15, no, sorry, 16 hours and then like a five hour extension after that or something. Oh, and then another one to get to Jodhpur. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. No, if they would have invited me, I don't think I would have gone. Yes, you would. I would have definitely been there. That sounds awesome. I I love traveling. So it was, you know, that to me, I would go, I, I get really antsy if I'm in the same place, even home. Like, for too long, I need to go somewhere. Like, already I've been home now for, like, two weeks or maybe a little less. And I'm kind of like, where's my next, where do I have to go next? Because I'm just used to it, you know, from touring and even flying, like, to do one-offs and stuff like that. So it wasn't that crazy. This is just probably my longest travel experience. I couldn't be more opposite than you. Really? I don't want to leave. I want to know everything I'm doing in the day. I want to do the same stuff every day. I like my bed. I like my house. That's so funny. Uh, I get it, too. It's nice to be home. But like for me, it's like, okay, a week. And then I'm like, where are we going? uh, (laughs) So where are you going next? No, I don't know. That's the question, right? I don't actually have, which is kind of freaking me out, is my next thing that I have officially to do is a trip in May. So this is a long time, but I know because this is how it works. It's like something's going to come up like out of the blue. 
So, and I'll be happy to do it. But, you know, as of now, I'm home for a while. Welcome to the home life, my friend. <laughs> Give into it. You're going to learn about yourself. I'm telling you, and you're not going to want it any other way. Well, because when I was in school, I was even going back and forth every week. I mean, every, you know, half week. Wow. Four days here, four days there. Can't do that. Yeah. The plane really messes with my body. Yeah, that's no, true. Everything messes with your body. <laughs> I got a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Um, how long did you know that they were getting back together? Like, did you know all the secrets? Um, <laughs> well, now it's out there. I might as well No, ask. I know. I, uh, you know, it's so hard for me, too, because, like, a lot of my friends from, you know, my oh, past yeah. were huge Jonas Brothers fans with me at the time. Like, before I even met them, became friends with them, like, we would all go to shows and everything like that. Like, my few friends who came with me to shows, like, we actually took the same photo, like, a few years later when I opened for The Boys like uh-huh. all like my three other friends, we put in, got in the same positions and took the picture again <laughs> of like our first Jonas Brothers concert. Um, so I knew for a little while in advance and it was really hard because I was like, I literally cannot wait till they announce it. So the first, when they first announced it, I finally was like, can you believe they're back? And we could all freak out. <laughs> Who tells you that they got engaged or did you find out through the press? That they got engaged? Like when it Ooh, um, first happened. Gosh, I can't remember. When did that even, when was I don't know. I honestly can't remember that specific piece of news. It was rather quickly. All yeah. Of it. No, but I mean, it, what's so great is like they're also they found their perfect people, mm-hmm. you know, which is so great. And I love that the video going back to that reflects yeah. that. It's so great. Who was your plus one? Uh, no, I didn't have a plus one. I went. Actually, we're family friends too, so my my family was oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say like you traveled to India alone. Wheelie. I was like very very third wheelie at this wedding with your parents. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like when it's like. When when my parents weren't there, it was just like with, you Other know, the, some of the younger like people. Like I was like very third wheelie. <laughs> did, did you hit it off? Weddings, prime place with, oh. for somebody to hook up. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't just, it's not like that. You know, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't like that. The heat of India? <laughs> the steam of the streets? <laughs> this is so funny. Oh my gosh. They should have invited me. me. Blush. I don't know if I would have gone, but I would have brought <laughs> quite the party. You literally just said you wouldn't have gone. Yeah, you're, so. you're backtracking on yeah, that. Yeah, but then I, as I was thinking, I'm like, oh, if, if the first class isn't that bad, <laughs> is there... Is, it's like 30 hours of travel. That's yeah, a, think about that. <laughs> but you got to go to Nick Jonas' no, wedding and like, that's huge. I mean, it was amazing. Like I said, I'm always down to go anywhere, but like, truthfully, just celebrating the two of them finding each other and like seeing how happy Nick is and everything. It was just like, there was nothing, there was like nothing better than that. So now that they're going, hopefully on (laughs) tour soon, are you close enough friends where you can be like, hey guys, let me open for you again? Oh gosh. <laughs> Look at you. I don't you. know. You know, you, you guys are asking the real questions. I mean, it's true. I would, that's what I would do. I, um, you know, one, like I said, I really hope to have a chance to work with them again one day. Um, but I'm like, primarily, I'm just a friend and a fan, you know? Okay. And if we have the chance to work together one day, that would be great. But uh, I just want to go to a show. Like, I just want to jump up and down in the crowd, honestly. It's good. <laughs> Did I see you? Did I run into you at their El Rey show? I wasn't there. I, I couldn't uh, go. I know. I was so bummed. What I thought I saw. You didn't get the invite to that one? Got the wedding, no, though? I know, right? You'd think, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I didn't get an invite. Well, technically, I did kind of get an invite. I was back in town yet. There was something where I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm missing this. I, I don't know, but I, no, but I wasn't there, so, so it couldn't have been me. see you. Who looks like me? I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little like loopy. So and there was, I met a lot of people. So I could have just. Oh yeah. Seen... No, last time I saw you was the Grammy thing. Okay, you were yeah. wearing red. Yes, I was wearing red. You so it wasn't wearing... you, but I. I don't know why I put the two things together. Well, she was probably wearing red, and you were just like, oh, it's. Oh, it's it's, it's Livy. It's got her. She's wearing red. <laughs> I have red shoes. I have red earrings today. So anybody who ever wears red in my presence will it's always me. be you. 
It's me. Look, he's wearing red. <laughs> Ali, look at you. <laughs> no, you, got, you got your twin. It's Olivia. <laughs> yeah. It's Olivia. Oh, Olivia. Perfect. Damn is a record. Catch a body. Other record. Listen to them. Do we have an Thank album you. coming? Hopefully soon. You know, a new song coming soon, but I can't say about an album quite yet. When's a new record coming? I don't have a date for you. I'm sorry. I have no new news, but um, no. Well, when's the song? I can tell you soon. But the new song is coming soon. Yes. Yes. Okay. I can't say when, but I can tell you soon. And it's almost done, and it's like really fun. It's the catchiest thing ever, wow. if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> give, give us a little sneak You're, peek. I can't. Oh, this is so hard for me. I can't do it. I want to sing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, it's very catchy, and it's also like very strong message as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Empowerment. Yes, empowerment as well. Will I feel more confident after listening? That's good. Yes, you will. Okay. Oh, that was a question. Will, yeah. will, will I? Will I? Tell me how I'm going to feel. Yeah. I think you're going to feel, after listening to the song, I really hope that people feel, oh gosh, I'm going to say it again, but empowered to stand up for themselves. Okay. I need it. Yep. And to ask for what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, yep. that's what we were looking for right there. Uh, yep. Dan needed that. I need, yeah. <laughs> you did? I needed a little something right there. Ask for what you deserve. Okay. Oh, he asked. You're worth it. <laughs> Well, don't take no for an answer. It was more like, don't take no for an answer. You know, I think that's what... In select situations, no works. No, no, but you know, like, but when it's more of like, you have to stand up for your your, Your your treatment, you know, how people are treating you. Like, that's more what it's about. I get that. Yeah. Okay. So now we have a new record (laughs) that I know about. You know about it, but I haven't said too much, I hope. (laughs) I haven't heard. It's coming soon. Well, Olivia... Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. It's so nice to meet you. No, I'm clapping for you. <laughs> for you. Learned a lot. Learned Thanks. a lot. I know about- we talked econ. That was crazy. Thank you for that. No, uh, thank you. I'll send you those papers if you really want me to. I really want to see okay, your essay. Good. I will. Um, learned a lot about the Nick Jonas wedding that I wasn't expecting today. <laughs> Any other famous people there? Oh, I don't know. I mean... Who is the most famous person that wasn't a family member? I don't know. I mean... I'm super bad. I'm like really exceedingly bad at recognizing people, like really bad. Uh. So I probably just was like, oh, yeah, they were so nice. And it's like, you know, somebody crazy. But I'm sure like, you know, you can Google that. Dude, I I Googled. There was nobody. The freaking The wedding's in India. It's hard to get people to go to India. It's a whole other world. Literally on the other side. Yeah. No, that's so funny. No, I think I, I definitely, especially with like Bollywood. I, I found oh. myself being like, oh my God, they're just so nice. And like, it's probably like yeah. the biggest, you know, Bollywood star ever. They're like royalty. Right. Yeah. And I'm just being an idiot. So <laughs> yeah, that was probably the theme. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have just watched you navigate the wedding. <laughs> the outfits were great. I do have to say that was super fun. <laughs> they were really fun. Just I, looking at everything. It was just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. I could totally rock a sari. You could. Go get one. Yeah. You yeah, can see that. To wear where, Dan? Where am I going to wear the sorry? Here. Right and here. your next interview. Oh, great. Why not? We <laughs> have the Jonas Brothers coming in soonish. You do? Wear it. <sighs> no. <laughs> yeah. Do you want- Be like, see, if you had invited me to the wedding. You could have had all this. this. You could have had this. Yeah. Jeez. There you go. That's or Alenka. Which are the ones that are like the really full skirts and like the crop tops. The saris are the ones that are, I didn't, I didn't actually wear a sari. They're like, they wrap uh-huh. around. They're they're harder to do, so what, I just stuck to the what simpler. Are, what what's the jackets? I love the jackets. Like the dudes wear. Know. What is it called? You guys, are so, you, they're, gonna, co- they're the most comfortable. Like everything looks so comfortable. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, though. they're all. We're gonna have to Google that. They all breathe. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you gotta wear the sorry, Olivia, Liva, 
Livia. Livia. <laughs> Whatever your name is. Liver. Uh, <laughs> Livia. Thanks. I hope that doesn't catch on. No. <laughs> thanks for hanging out. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.